that was real nice. Gee whiz. I'll tell you, that's a heartwarming sound. The big chief is on the air again. That is heartwarming. Warms the old cockles. Hey, uh, b- before we get this started here, cockle fans, uh, you know, speaking of, uh, of uh, this this type of uh, total trivia, and, I, and I'm not a trivia fan. I, you know, I keep getting letters from people saying, uh, you know, we understand that you're an expert in trivia and that you're interested in trivia. And they send me some rotten little book about the questions on, the, you know, uh, who played the second gangster from the left and a Humphrey Bogart from. This couldn't bore me more and stuff. Oh, you know, it's totally boring. But uh, I am interested in the in the uh, what could be called the ordinary walking around slob history of our world. That's not the same as trivia. No way. And uh, and the other day, I, I've got uh, I've got something here you're going to want to hear because you know, as a matter of fact, uh, this medium and uh, radio is only one medium that I work in, and it's not my primary one. As a matter of fact. Uh, I, I probably do more work actually in writing and uh, in actual in-person stage performing than I do radio. But radio is a medium, and it's a medium that not many people talk about. You know, they talk a great deal about television. There's a lot of writing about TV, uh, retrospectives, and all that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of talk about uh, movies continually. There's books on movies. And there's a continual outpouring of stuff on on, uh, the art of writing itself. But very little is ever said on radio except that that damn nostalgia stuff, you know, constantly uh, uh, as if if radio uh, is not a form. And and, uh, I think when we begin to grow up a little bit, we'll recognize that there's a lot of... And by the way, it did not stop in 1939 or something, radio. Uh, that a lot of things have evolved uh, throughout the years in radio. And it's interesting how most people seem to think that radio sort of kind of stopped World War II or something, and that was it. And uh, But it's not so, obviously. But uh, the other day, uh, one of the one of the guys here at the, at the station, uh, Jimmy McAleer, one of the station executive types, he was, he was going through a lot of stuff that they had in the records here. And he was, uh, you know, filing stuff and throwing stuff out and all that. And he came across a fascinating thing, and I want you to hear it. You want to, you want to listen to this? You know, most people think, I'll preface it with a little, little editorial here, most people tend to think that radio in the past was just uh, like Fred Allen, uh, <laughs> Jack Benny, uh, McGee and Molly, and uh, a couple of newscasters. Well, actually, radio was a, was an unbelievably complex thing a few few hundred decades ago, and and uh, Jimmy dug out something that's really fascinating, and he gave it to me. He says, uh, "Maybe you'd be interested in this," and I said, "Well, you know, what is it?" And he just sent it down. He says, uh, "It's uh, probably a uh, probably a very interesting piece of true Americana," and it is. I have to concede it has to be, uh, and. Uh, very interesting. This is a... He sent me the incomplete program schedule for WOR for the week of April the 23rd, 1939. Now, that's a long time ago. And the programs... There were so many programs on this station at that time that they had to issue a weekly program... Look at it. 
a weekly program guide. This was a guide that was sent to listeners, a weekly program guide that it rivals TV guide. <laughs> I mean, it really, it's fascinating. And, and, uh, and, and do you want to hear some of the shows they had? This is WOR, incidentally, New York, an RKO general station, and uh, here is some of the programs. Listen carefully to this now. This is, uh, this is uh, the week beginning April the 23rd, 1939, and it says WOR programs. Now read what it says. It says station WOR, 50,000 watts, 710 kilocycles. And then in a little box under it, it says W2XJI, Broadcasting, WOR, and Mutual Program uh, on, on uh, short wave. Operates from 12 noon to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a worldwide frequency of 26,300 kilocycles. That's really short wave, man. Now, that's interesting. I never realized that, that they took the regular broadcast programs in those days and broadcast them worldwide on short wave. Uh, so this is what they were doing then. Now, they opened up on uh, Sunday. It was, uh, April 23rd was apparently a Sunday. Highlights of the week, Sunday, uh, 12 noon. Uh, this is the program starts Sunday. Oh, these are highlights. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, this is highlights. I'll have to get this thing back into, back into order and in shape. Yeah, Sunday, April 23rd. Okay. The first thing they did, they opened up at 8 a.m. with a live orchestra called Silver Strains Music. And it was somebody's orchestra. It's, uh, it just says uh, live orchestra. They don't even give them a name. It just says live orchestra. And at 9 a.m., they had a show called Rainbow House, juvenile program with big brother Bob Emery. You ever hear of that guy? Big, I never heard of him. Big brother Bob Emery. And at, and at 11, at 10 a.m., that was an hour show, at 10 a.m. they had news. It says news, Frank Singheiser. He's still on the air, isn't he? Frank Singheiser News, sponsored by the Gordon Baking Company. They even include the, 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 uh, the uh, commercial on it. Uh, in this program. And then at 10.15, immediately following the news, this is Sunday morning, they had Bill Bailey's Orchestra, live orchestra, and it was sponsored by Refrigeration and Air Conditioning Training Corporation. And at 10.30 a.m., at uh, 15 minutes later, came Camel Time. Yeah, a, a program of dog news. <laughs> Camel Time, man, sponsored by Chapel Brothers, Inc., whatever they were, and at 10.45 a.m. Sunday morning, Uncle Don reads the comics. Must have been a big show. And uh, at 10, at 11.15 a.m., uh, he was on for a long time there. Let's see, uh, he was on a half hour. At, at 11.15 a.m., reviewing stand under the auspices of Northwestern University, a discussion of current problems. At the broadcast on the mutual network from WGN in Chicago. They were followed in, uh, in 15 minutes by the syncopators live music. Imagine if that sound a little like this. Would you please give me that uh, we'll have to set the mood here for this crowd here. <laughs> well, I see, this is the way it would sound if you were living, say, way out in the wilds of Jersey someplace and you had a bad aerial on your Atwater camp. And the announcer would say, it's time now for the WOR Syncopators. Thank you. That's terrible. Uh, hey, give me the next one. I'll give you a, a, a cue.
cue on this one. This is a recording taken from that same time uh, of the world, of the day and the time and the life of the, of the, of the WOR. Now you got that one, that LP that I gave you in there? Got it in there? Get it set up in there. Because at 11.45 a.m., they had a show that was very similar. You got it set? Are you having trouble queuing it? I guess our equipment is much better than it was then. You got it in there? It's the one I mean. Yeah, okay. I hope it's what I said. Let's hear it. Bring it on. Yeah, that's it. popular things was live organ music. And Sunday morning, one of the most popular shows uh, on the radio came from WOR at 11.45 a.m. And they called it Say It With Music. on the mammoth Wurlitzer organ. Live from the studios of WOR. Sponsored by the Wurlitzer Organ Company. Oh, boy. That's it, huh? <laughs> you know, that's a... I never liked organ music, even as a kid. I still don't like it. Uh, for some reason, I just don't like organ music. Of course, I don't like uh, I don't like uh, accordions either. So maybe they're the same thing. Now, do you want to hear some more of the other shows? Listen to some of the fantastic, strange stuff they had. At 1.30 p.m. on Sunday, they had From Great Britain by Shortwave, Salute of the Nations, Speaker Sir Louis Beale, Commissioner General to the World's Fair, and others, special music. Now, at that time... The New York World's Fair was in full swing. And apparently they were doing a lot of shows from the World's Fair. Here's a show at 2 p.m. called Live and Learn by Alice Dewar Miller, whoever that is. And uh, at 2.15 p.m., the Palmer House Concert Orchestra from the Palmer House uh, Hotel uh, in Chicago. Did, uh, you know, it sounds kind of crazy that hotels would have concert orchestras. Can you imagine a you know? Can you imagine a concert orchestra now playing at the Ramada Inn? And uh, <laughs> but apparently they had it like that in those days. And these concert orchestras would play live and do uh, concerts on the network. So here was the Palmer House Concert Orchestra, which was broadcast live from Chicago, and the WOR carried it at 2:15 p.m. on Sunday by the Palmer House Hotel Concert Orchestra, no less. Uh, 2.30 p.m., immediately following that, a live harpist, Salvatore Mario de Safano, plays the harp in the studios. It, it would be inconceivable today to have a, a show of a, of a live harpist, even on the classical music stations. They simply don't do it. And then, uh, uh, at 3 o'clock that afternoon, uh, they, the radio really came alive. Play-by-play description... Brooklyn Dodgers versus the Philadelphia Phillies baseball game. Broadcasting live from Scheib Park in Philadelphia. 
the broadcast sportscaster was Red Barber. Because Red Barber, and they were sponsored by General Mills Incorporated, Procter and Gamble Company, and the Sacconi Vacuum Company. Sponsored the ball game in 1939. It was April the 23rd. I wonder who won that game. Has anybody got a record book? You can look it up. Uh, the, the Dodgers played the Phillies. April 23rd, 1939, who won the ball game? That was followed, by the way, after the game. It says, at the conclusion of the game, live, Leo Freudberg's orchestra. Followed immediately at 5.30 p.m. by Benet Venuta's, Benet Venuta's program. That name is vaguely familiar, Benet Venuta. Uh, it says, Pauline Alpert, pianist, the charioteers, and Bob Stanley's orchestra. At 6 p.m. after that came the musical steel makers. The musical steel makers from Wheeling, West Virginia <laughs> on the network. I mean, isn't that fascinating? The musical steel makers. I mean, what did they do? Did they sing or what? Or did they hit the pieces of iron with uh, sledgehammers? What did they do? <laughs> the musical steel makers. And uh, then at 6.30 p.m., dance orchestra with Ernest Chapel News. That's a mysterious kind of thing. Dance orchestra with the news. How's that for a mixture? Ernest Chapel. It's uh, sponsored by Howard Close, Inc. Is there a... Yeah, Howard Close. I guess they're still in business, aren't they? And boy, were we elegant. At 7 p.m., live again, the Bach Cantata Series, conducted by Alfred Wallenstein, with Genevieve Rose Soprano, Mary Hoppel Contralto, William Hain Tenor, Raoul Nadeau Baritone, and the chorus, Crane Calder, Choir Master, and Orchestra. Live, local. That's hard to believe. Wow. And then Frank Sennheiser came out with the news again. And what was on at 7.45 p.m. on Sunday? Stan Lomax, sports. <laughs> He's still around, still on the air. Amen. And then, uh, let's see, what else they had? The original, oh, yeah, here, here's, uh, this is all Sunday, incidentally. Here's uh, 9 p.m. on Sunday. They get really serious stuff, like at 8 p.m., the American Forum of the Air from the Auditorium Studio, Department of Interior Building, Washington, D.C., live. Followed by the People's Rally Fun Quiz. The People's Rally Fun Quiz, 9 p.m., and they had a guy, oh, it sounds like contemporary TV, they had a guy called Fun Master. The Fun Master was Bob Hawk. Did you ever hear of him? And you know who the, 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 the vote leader was? John B. Kennedy. Now, who was that? It says sponsored by the men and company. And at 9.30, the champions came on. I have no idea what that is. It just says the champions, sponsored by Studebaker Corporation. And then uh, there was a trio came on called the Three Marshals. It just says vocal trio. And at 10 p.m., the original Goodwill Hour. Now, there is a piece of trivia. The original Goodwill Hour. You know what that was? That was John J. Anthony. You know the famous thing where he says, Madam, would you please step back from the microphone? You say your husband beat you, hit you on the head of the railroad spike. Well, my advice to you is, woman, you, you ever hear about that? John J. Anthony, it's called the original Goodwill Hour, and it was came from WOR and was sent out on the Mutual Network and was sponsored by Ironized Yeast Corporation, <laughs> according to this thing. And then at uh, at uh, 11.15 came My Lucky Break. 
Music and Dramatization of a Lucky Break, featuring Joseph Chernovsky's orchestra, with Steve, <laughs> with Steve Merrill. And at 11.15, they had all kinds of music. Listen, at 11.15 p.m., these were all live, Will Osborne's orchestra, live from the Park Central Hotel. And at 11, at 12.30, they went on for a whole hour. At 12.30 p.m., 12.30 a.m., live, uh, Bob Crosby's orchestra, live from Chicago. And at 1 a.m., Don Ravel's orchestra from the Greenwich Village Casino. Never heard of it. The Greenwich Village Casino, live, Don Ravel's orchestra. And at 1.30, they went off the air with news. It says news. And that was the Sunday programming. Now, I had a lot of wild stuff. Now, here's what happened, though, during the week. That's when radio really got Monday. Monday, we opened up at 6 a.m. with the Farmer's Digest in the morning. Farm news, market trends, weather reports, and road conditions. And at 6.55 a.m., news with somebody named Joe Beer. Joe Beer. And at 7 a.m., the Early Risers program, uh, whatever that is, Early Risers program, sponsored by Refrigeration and Air... The Refrigeration and Air Conditioning Institute. And at 7.15, Gambling's Musical Clock. <laughs> With Vincent Story's orchestra, sponsored by General Mills, Inc. He was on until 8 o'clock. And at 8 o'clock, on came the news. With Mark Hawley, sponsored by the Bathysuite Corporation. What the hell's Bathysuite? <laughs> Who is Mark Hawley? And then at, at 8... Fifteen after he finished, on came somebody named Nell Vinnick. Beauty Talk. It says Beauty Talk. Nell Vinnick. And at 8.20 a.m., Restful Rhythms. Live Orchestra, Kirkman and Sons, Inc. 8.25, Musical Interlude. And at 8.30 a.m., Ed Fitzgerald. Talk. It's a complete talk. Right. 8.15 a.m., and then after 8.45 a.m., here is something that's interesting because they're doing a musical based on this now. What radio show are they doing a musical based on? They're basing a radio show on a musical. What is it? You don't know? In fact, it's in rehearsal right now. It's going to open. It's supposed to be a great big deal, too. Okay. I'll let, I won't even tell you what it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a musical based on a radio show, and it was broadcast every morning, at least it was broadcast Monday, April 24, 1949, at 8.45 a.m., and was sponsored by Procter & Gamble. And it came from WOR Studios, according to this. And it was described as sketch. 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 Like a humorous sketch. Okay, now, you'll never guess what, what came after that show. That was only a 15-minute show, and, and, uh, and they're making a musical on it. What, what, that's a bit of trivia. What radio show is a musical being, being done on now? The big musical, too. And at 9 a.m., immediately following that, uh, you wouldn't believe it, Arthur Godfrey. But wait a minute. You know what he was doing then? Says Arthur Godfrey, sacred songs. <laughs> Godfrey sang hymns at 9 a.m., sponsored by the Carnation Milk Company. Rock of Ages. <laughs> and he followed that show. Uh, 9.15 a.m., Modern Living, Dr. Edward Parrish, 
Sponsored by the Modern Living Health Institute, Inc. And at 9.30 a.m., women make the news. And in keeping with the time, it was done by a man, Vincent Connolly. <laughs> yes, indeed, whoever that is. Who's Vincent Connolly? I think he's vaguely familiar. Uh, and then at 9.45, once again, that same music came on. They did it every day. Organ Echoes. At 9.45 a.m. in the morning. Yes, once again, friends, it's time for Organ Echoes. Brought to you by the R. Wurlitzer Corporation of New York City. The vast mammoth organ in our studio plays Organ Echoes. give the organist any credit at all. It was the organ that played it. After all, it was sponsored by an organ company. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, organ recital every morning at 9.45. And then at 10 a.m., the pure food hour came on. What do you think the pure food hour was? Alfred W. McCann. Talk. Uh, Laboratories, Inc., and then at 11 a.m., immediately following Al McCann, on came Shopping with Jean Abbey. Never heard of her, but there she was. It says Talk, sponsored by Crow Publishing. Oh, and listen to this one. At 11.45 a.m. This is when radio really went into, you know, they went, they went into full gear. They had a show called The Heart of Julia Blake. The Blake, excuse me, The Heart of Julia Blake. That better known as a soap opera. Uh, <laughs> it says, dramatic performance. The Heart of Julia Blake, sponsored by, curiously enough, not a soap, the Armstrong Court Company. And for some strange reason, everything was so all mixed up. Immediately following this soap opera, on at 11.30 a.m. came Keep Fit to Music, health exercises, with live music broadcast on the network from Chicago via WGN. Can you imagine an exercise show today being a national network show? You know, yeah, it's fascinating. And listen to this one. What the heck is this? At 11.45 a.m., Bede Dudley's Theater Club of the Air. Curious. And at 12 noon, Victor H. Lindlar. Talk, Journal of Living, Publications. And then they had news, and they had a couple of other. Uh, the Consumers Quiz Club, sponsored by R.H. Macy. This was at uh, 12.45 p.m. Dramatized health talk. Dramatized. See, again, I'm saying they were far more involved in health than we had. Dramatized health talk. You know, the guy comes in and says, okay, okay, what's the matter? My hair is burning blue. And uh, they dramatized it. It was sponsored by Carter Products, Inc. What did Carter make? That's right, Carter Little Liver Pills. You're right. <laughs> and then immediately following that came at 1.15 p.m., one of the great highlights of the day, Mert and Marge. Mert and Marge, a soap opera, sponsored by Colgate Palmolive Pete, Inc. And then another soap came at 1.30, Hilltop House. I that, that one, I don't that, 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 that means nothing to me. Hilltop House, sponsored by Colgate Palmolive Pete. And then at 1.45, The Voice of Experience, a talk, sponsored by Lydia Pinkham. Right? <laughs> I wonder what that was. And then at 2 o'clock, 2 p.m., Martha Dean. Martha Dean, Women's Hour, it was called. 
And boy, what a what a crowd of sponsors. Look at that whole list of them. New York Telephone Company, Philadelphia Dairy Products, John Morrell and Company. What is that? Wesson Oil and Snowdrift Sales Corporation, Only in Carpenter, Inc., Yeeks Eichelbaum, Inc., Friend Brothers, Inc., National Pattern Company, and the Riverbank Canning Company. She was followed immediately at 2.45 by David Harum. The Adventures of David Harum. Sketch. Sponsored by the B.T. Babbitt Company. And then at 3.10 p.m., another big moment, play-by-play description, Brooklyn Dodgers versus the Boston Bees. The Boston Bees. B-E-E-S. The Boston Bees baseball game. We were arguing about that, Jerry. Now we're arguing. Can you remember? They were, uh, we always thought of the Braves, uh, the Braves, and the Boston Red Sox. And this is the National League, obviously. Uh, but the Bees, uh, the play-by-play description. I wonder whether the Dodgers won that day. They played the Boston Bees in Ebbets Field. It was a local game. Red Barber again, sponsored by General Mills. Gloomy Vacuum and Procter and Gamble. He was followed immediately by Polly Jenkins and her Plowboys. <laughs> so if you think C&W is just a whole new thing, apparently in those days it was much bigger than it is now in New York because where did Polly Jenkins and her plowboys come from? The Village Barn in Greenwich Village on 8th Street. Did you ever see the Village Barn? That's right off of 6th Avenue. Yeah. That used to be a big C&W place apparently. And what do you think? This Here's a piece of trivia. Oh, wow. At 5.30 p.m., a show came on, a, a kid's, now they started the kid's stuff. See, at 5.30, kids are supposed to be home from school so they can hear all this stuff. Here was a, co- a, 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 uh, a drama, a dramatic serial based on a comic strip character. What was it at 5.30 p.m.? I'll give you a clue. It was not Orphan Annie. I'll give you another clue. It was not Terry and the Pirates. What was it? comic strip character. I'll give you another clue. Uh, this comic strip character was involved in flying. Who? Nope. Buck Rogers was not involved in flying. Buck Rogers was uh, in the 25th century. He was a space type. Then, no, uh, we're talking about flying. Airplanes. Huh? Well, what was it? I had no idea. This, this is new to me. I didn't realize that there was a a uh, kid show based on this character. It was sponsored by the Sweets Company of America, Inc. Whatever that is. The Sweets Company. Apparently, you know, they made candy bars or something. But what was the name of the show? Smiling Jack. <laughs> there it is at 5.30 p.m. And what curious programming. Listen to this. After, at, at 5.30, they had Smiling Jack. And at 5.45, immediately after Smiling Jack, they had a thing called... Rhapsody for Classical Quintet. Figure that one out. Instrumental Ensemble with Marion Brent Vocalist. It was carried on Mutual, carried live at WR, and it originated at WHK, wherever that is. WHK. And then at 6 o'clock, one of the most famous programs of the, of the era, what came on at 6 o'clock on this station? He was famous for a fantastic episode, which, uh, when he thought the microphone was off. <laughs> you mean you don't know about that episode? All right, Uncle Don. 
Uncle Don came on. It says, Uncle Don, children's program. He's the guy that made the famous boo-boo, you know? When, uh, when, this, when the microphone was thrown, and uh, after it was all up, he says, Am I out the air? And you hear some little muttering in the control room. He says, Well, I'll take care of the little... <laughs> and it's sponsored by... Curious sponsor for a kid show. The Greenwich Savings Bank. Yes, indeed. And again, Frank Singheiser in the news. And here's a curious one. At 6.45 p.m., the Johnson family. What was that? It's a sketch, the Johnson family. And it just says, carried live on the network. Mutual. And at 7 p.m., on came our old buddy again, Stan Lomax Sports. Sponsored by Tidewater Associated Oil Company. And at 7.15, he was followed by the Answer Man. At 7.15, Stan was followed by the Answer Man. That show was on just a few years ago. Yeah, you remember. And now we bring you the Answer Man. And what is our first question today, Answer Man? Yes, I have a question here from a lady who writes from Louisville. Is it possible to breed three-legged ants? Yes. The three-legged ant was... <laughs> you ever hear that? Well, he was the answer man was sponsored by the Provident Loan Society of New York. And immediately after the answer man at 7.30 p.m., the biggest kid show of them all came on the air. I will give you a clue. It went That's right. The Lone Ranger came on at 7.30. And what was the Lone Ranger sponsored by? It was described as a sketch. How's that for, for uh, underplaying? It was described as a sketch, and it was sponsored by the General Baking Company. And where did it come from? They always used to say at the end of the show, and there's a bit of trivia. He used to say, it came from the studios of what? You don't know. Now, that's terrible. You don't think it came from New York, did you? No, it did not. It did not come from Chicago. I'll give you that clue. And it did not come from California. How's that for uh, interesting? It came from a place which at one time was the center of children's programming in the United States. More children's shows, you know, kid drama shows, came out of that city than any other city. In fact, than all cities combined. You would never believe where it was today. See, this, this is an illustration, by the way, of what's happened to our communication system in the ensuing years. Uh, it has become fragmented to, you know, just New York, Hollywood, and maybe a little Chicago once in a while. But in those days, apparently, stuff came from all over the country. It was broadcast to all the rest of the country. Nobody thought uh, anything wrong in taking the Wheeling Steelmakers broadcast all over the country. You know, from Wheeling, can you imagine a... Uh, a nightly television show coming from Wheeling? Maybe we'd be better off for it. Really, I believe there'd be more communication. All right, what, what was the city that all the kids' shows, including the Lone Ranger, came from? Give you a clue some of their other shows. The Green Hornet came from there. Shandu the Magician came from there. All of them came from this same... City. And, and interestingly enough, the actors were all the same actors. It was like a little children's acting company. The guy that played the Lone Ranger played about five different other characters in other, in other things. And they were all written by one or two of the same men. Same men wrote them all. What city was it? 
I'll give you a clue even further. It was a Midwestern city. All right, I'll, I'll let you know. It was Detroit. They used to say, brought to you from the studios of WXYZ in Detroit. Now you recall WXYZ in Detroit. And they used to have a whole industry of putting out kid shows out of Detroit. Or Detroit, if you prefer it that way. And now, what, what musical are they basing on a radio series, on a radio? In fact, it was a kind of soap opera that came out of WOR. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, they had a lot of great stuff on I wish I could tell you. Did you know that, that, that S.J. Perlman had a show on WOR? Called Author, Author. It says, humorous author speaks his mind. 